Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Defense! Defense! All the hard work, let's go! College football today. Welcome to College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI, Joe Lisi, Ritz, Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci talking about all the top 25 action. We'll turn our attention, Rich, to a, a great SEC West battle between Auburn and Mississippi State. Auburn won this matchup 49-10 to last year on the Plains. They've won three of five over the Bulldogs by 22.3 points per game. But, Rich, when you look at Gus Miles Allen and Auburn since 2014, only 12-13 and 13 on the road or on a neutral field site, I know Miss State has not looked good in back-to-back losses now, but I still think they have the better defense, only giving up 120 rushing yards per game with the Cowbells. They rebound in a big way. I think they get a seven-point win over Auburn in this matchup. I disagree with you. We've been in agreement for, for the most part during the show. This is one area I disagree. Uh, tough to go on the road in the SEC. I understand that. But Mississippi State right now is just headed in the wrong direction. I, I don't like what I've seen from this team over the last two weeks, uh, losing to Kentucky, losing to Florida. The offense has yeah. just disappeared. Uh, and I don't think it's going to get better against the Auburn defense. I, I slightly disagree. Both have uh, defensive talent. Auburn, I think, is more complete from front to back. I, I think they'll shut down Nick Fitzgerald. Kylan Hill has disappeared, the running back, since that Kansas State game. And and I also look at coaching. Now, now Gus has been up and down, but Gus has done this before. Joe Moorhead has not. I mean, Joe yeah. Moorhead has to rally the troops after those back-to-back losses. The entire tenor, the goals of the season in 2018 – have changed, and I think that's a problem. I think Auburn goes in, gets the victory because of that defense. Now, offensively, what has happened to the Auburn offense? Yeah. Jared Stidham, I mean, they've disappeared as well. So I think low scoring, but Auburn wins. Yeah, here's the thing. When you look at the total in this matchup as well, and Rich brought up Jared Stidham, this offense is only rushing for 178 yards per game, and more importantly, only passing for right around 200. They're right in the area of about 198 passing yards per game. Gabe, I mean, I can't back the over here. The one thing I think is that Mississippi State, from an offensive perspective, could move the football early. They're converting 47% on third downs. And more importantly, I think they put the pressure on Jared Stidham in this matchup. Yeah, but that's the thing. And, you know, honestly, I'm on Team Rich. I'm with Uncle Rich Uh on this one. You know, he basically, once again, stole my thunder. It's a bad matchup for Mississippi State. Mississippi State aren't the best. You know, they don't throw the ball. This is a running football team. How are you going to run the ball against this team that ranks eighth in the nation? You look at Auburn's defense is stout. That D-line is stout. You can't run on them. I think if you can drop back and throw the ball on this team, you can sort of pick Auburn apart. You look at Jared Stidham, I think he's a little overrated. I you know. I think both teams, I thought Mississippi State were overrated coming into the year. And, you know, you guys know this. There's certain matchups in which certain you know teams just can't beat each other. And I know you know this, Joe. Auburn owned Mississippi State. They just have, you know, they, they do, they have. And I think the wheels have fallen off for Mississippi State right now. I don't like this game. It didn't make my cut for the best bet purposes. I'm not really a fan of the hook. I don't want to lay the points on the road in the total. 
Yeah, it's kind of low. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I lean under, but it's it's a weird game. It is. It's a weird game. But it's one of my between best two picks struggling teams. It's it one is. of your best bets, really. You, you might be what, right. The Bulldogs. I do. I, I like. Mississippi you might be State. right, but it surprises I, yeah. me only based on what I've seen the no, last I, two weeks. Totally understood. I, I just look at that environment with the cowbells. I look at it's Auburn. very annoying. I've been. It there. is, and I look I had at a hangover. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. It was like eleven in the morning. I was like, God. I just feel like a lot of people now are off the Mississippi State bandwagon. They could come into this game loose. And granted, I, I I'll say this about Nick Fitzgerald. He's only completing forty-seven percent of his passes, he's not the Heisman contender. So that, how's that? How do you like them then? Going against I his defense. De- de- but, but everybody's talking about Auburn's defense. Mississippi State's only given up 166 passing yards per game and holding opposing offenses 27% on third downs, playing at home within the conference. But Joe, they, they have, a lot of that is built on early season. Yeah. I, I think we're still in that stage where there's not enough data yeah. to feel that confident. The only reason why I bring it up is because the last two weeks, they have not been able to stop the running games Particularly Benny Snell. Yeah. Now, now, Benny Snell, I know, might be in a different category, but they struggled to stop the Kentucky ground game yeah, right. and didn't do a great job against the Florida backs either. So that, I think, is a little bit deceptive. Yeah. I think three, those numbers are a little deceptive. But it's a different three of their last four opponents, Auburn held to less than 300 total right. yards. But Auburn and, and Florida and Kentucky, a little bit different types of offenses. Kentucky and, and, no, you're right. and, and uh, Kentucky wants to run the football between the A and B gaps right up the middle. And Auburn wants to utilize more motion on the perimeter. So I think that's where the speed of Mississippi State can match up. Florida as well. They want to play some pro style with Dan Mullen, so they utilize a different type of formations. They're not as much up-tempo as Gus Malzahn. If they get out of rhythm early, that's where that Mississippi State defense can make some make some noise, and if they can force some turnovers at home, that's why I'm back in it's a close Mississippi game. State. So to me, it's a close game, or yeah. Auburn wins convincingly. Yeah. So it's sort of alright, so three outcomes. You know, as a betting man, I look at it, three outcomes. All right, it's going to be a close game. Is it a blowout? Uh, come on, Rich. Is Mississippi State blowing Auburn out? I don't think no, so. No. Not this defense. They scored 13 like if one points the last by two double games. Digits, who's it going to be? It's got to be Auburn. Auburn goes in there yeah. and shuts you down and wins, you know, 23-10 or something. And yeah. I think that's a distinct possibility. We'll not Did not make a cut for me as a best no, bet. No, me neither. 13 points over the last two yeah. weeks, Mississippi State. And I think the mindsets are different. Auburn still has a lot to play for. They had the one-point loss against LSU, so still they feel like they're in the mix still. They're still going to face Alabama. Mississippi State, I think the goals changed dramatically. Dramatically, after Kansas State, I was somebody who was on the MSU yeah. bandwagon. By I, the thought, way. I thought preseason was set too high coming into the after, year, Joe. They lost Mullen. I knew Moorhead was coming in, but you know, Mullen meant that much to them. I really believe this, yeah. and I like Moorhead. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I still like Moorhead to come up with a, an offensive game plan here. I'd be shocked if it is high scoring, but we'll see. I mean, if it's high scoring uh, and Miss State blows them out. I'd be shocked as that as well. Quick note on Fitzgerald, which is pretty impressive here. He needs 144 yards to bring to, to break Tim Tebow's SEC record uh, of 2,947 rushing yards by a quarterback. Let's hope he does it in the first quarter uh, in that matchup. Say, let's hope he does it next week. First carry. If I bet on Auburn, no, well, save that record for next <laughs> week there, Fitz. <laughs> well, let's turn our attention to a rivalry that used to hold a lot of luster. It's Florida State on the road to face Miami. Florida State has won four of the last five by 9.2 points per game, but did lose this matchup in Tallahassee in dramatic fashion last year to Malik Rozier and Mark Rick, 24 to 20. I still like the defense of Florida State here. They're mm-hmm. only giving up around 101 rushing yards per game, 14 total sacks. 
I think they've played the tougher schedule now. Granted, they're inconsistent, but I think they keep this game within the number and in striking distance for the upset later I tonight. Agree. I agree. This, this is strictly, for me, a rivalry play. Yeah. I, I think when you're getting close to two touchdowns, whatever the final number settles at, 12, 13, 14, I think if you're getting that many points in this kind of a rivalry where the players know each other, they faced each other in high school, I think you have to take those points. Florida State has somewhat stabilized, got that comeback win over Louisville. Lucky, I know right? a bad Louisville team. But I think you touched on a great point, which is that Florida State defense. Because I'm not in love with the Miami offense. No. I mean, they have a young kid, Nikozi Perry, now under center. A couple of good backs. We like DJ Dallas. Yeah. Travis Homer's a grinder. But I don't think Miami has enough offense to run away from Florida State. The problem I have here in terms of Florida State actually getting the victory is offensively, yeah. the O-line against that front seven of Miami. Miami's got... 60 tackles for loss so far this season. So I think it could be a long day for DeAndre Francois. I say take the points because it's a rivalry Yeah, game. here's the matchup, Gabe, that you want to see to Rich's point. I mean, Florida State only rushing for 97 yards per game, but they're passing for 275 through the air. The Achilles heel for Florida State is third down offense, converting 29% on third downs, and they're going up against the number one ranked Third down defense in Miami holding opposing offenses to only 17% of their third down situations. That could be the recipe for Miami to run away with this. I don't see it, but I mean, that's the matchup to fight to watch later tonight. I think we got to give the Cades a little bit of credit after it's very similar to Michigan. They're losing the first game in which they were favorite to handle their business after, and they're absolutely destroying teams. Yet, who have they played? Who they play? Savannah State, uh, Toledo. And we saw Toledo got you know, tattooed at Fresno, right? Uh, FIU, UNC. Miami haven't played anybody yet. And I don't know. I'm not going to say FSU have turned a corner, but let's give them credit. You know, they, they, were, they were bleeding, man. They were in the emergency room bleeding. Now you look over, they got some bandages on. Suddenly they're not bleeding anymore and they're walking around a bit. Back-to-back wins. I, you know, to me, this is a throw the record out, throw everything else out. These kids went to the same high schools. I bet you half these kids dated the same girls. They're hitting on the same girls on Instagram. This is just such an internal rivalry. You know when the last time Miami uh, beat uh, these guys by 14 points or more? Neither do I. I don't know. Because I'm looking right here. I see the last 10 matchups. A very long time ago. Look at the scores of this rivalry here. Uh, When when these two teams uh, play each other. 24-20, 2019, 29-24, 30-26. FSU beat them in 13, 41-14. FSU beat them 33-20, 23 19 45-17. has turned into an auctioneer all of a sudden. The only time there's been a blowout in the past. (laughs) The only time there's been a blowout. I got to get my information in here, guys. It's not a lot. There's only one football in the room. (laughs) So my point is the last 10 times these guys have played, there's not been no blowouts. And whenever there was a blowout, it was FSU doing the blowing out. I get it. Miami are a better team. They're going in a bit more direction here. But FSU have too much talent. And it's not like when I cap games, that's one of the number one things. We can break down the yards this, yards that. I look at coaching trends. I look at talent and recruits. Is, is it a mismatch? Do we have better talent than the other team? Is there better talent on Miami right now? No. They're just I think it's very better. close. Yeah. I think They're it's close. Coach better. Coach better. And and just to crystallize your point and and give you an, an executive summary to our audience. <laughs> 14 of the last 16 games between these rivals, touchdown or less. Look, here's, 14 so, of that, I'm getting 14 of 16. 14. Exactly. More pressure on who? Willie Tell. Oh, I like this. Give me right. FSU. 
More pressure on who? More pressure on Willie Taggart or Mark Richt? I mean, let's be honest. Mark Richt got this. Victory. I think Richt because he's expected to exactly. win. Exactly. Exactly. He you're, loses this You're game. a two-touchdown favorite. He loses this And you game. have higher expectations. Taggart right now, people are kind of like, Miami uh, loses this game, one, and it almost, it almost erases last year a bit. It's like, yeah, maybe they're not as good as we thought they were. Right, but what's Mark Richt's MO? Can't win the big game. He got the victory. They lost to Wisconsin. They lost to Pittsburgh. Yeah, let me ask you, as a betting they man. They lost to Clemson. Joe, you bet money, Joe. We were, we were at the sports book together, all of us, last week. Would you want to walk up to the window and say, listen, I'm going to put $200 of my hard-earned money on the Miami Hurricanes Lane, two I'm touchdowns. so confident no. they're going to blow these guys out. Not, no. a, not against Florida no. State. Not against Florida State. No, exactly. Against another it's team. Florida within, State like, or like North Carolina. Like a team like, you know, Louisville now after they – yes, in that uh, Georgia Tech, yeah, I would lay the. But I like the way you couch it do because it that's actually the human way to look at it. Would you take your hard-earned money and lay two touchdowns oh, with on the Miami other side. against Florida? In a, rival, in a rivalry game. Yep. In a rivalry right. game, I wouldn't. Not in this rivalry. Not, especially when Florida State's dominated for the last five. And, and prior to that victory last year in Tallahassee, Florida well, State won nine straight games over, over exactly. Miami. So I don't think the kids on FSU don't know they're 14 right. point underdogs right and, now. And let's, who won a national championship sooner? Uh, was Florida it Miami? State. Florida State, State yeah. won in 2013. Now, granted, Jimbo didn't coach that talent and up. And Joe, you have a young quarterback. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the way Perry played in no, that game. At, no, at all. I agree. Very inconsistent. Listen, they, they had three defensive touchdowns. Now, again, that might happen again if, yeah. they, if they're harassing DeAndre Francois, but it wasn't the offense yeah. that led to the 47 yeah. points. I so the bottom line here is Florida State sold. <laughs> Sold to the man over in the corner. Yeah, Florida, over State, there. Florida State minus 13, plus 13 and a half, plus 14, plus 14. Sold to the gentleman in the suit. Well done. Well, FSU plus 14. Well, let's well see. Done. I know we're going to disagree on this game. That's this the way sports betting should be. Like, imagine it it's like be. an auction sports book. You put your hand up. Yeah. 17, I'll take it. it. Some hay on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a little bar. Peanuts, setting. right? Yeah. A little square dancing. In the little square dance. <laughs> That's when you're in Tennessee. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've been to Tennessee. I have a story back in 98. Got stuck out there in the... in the. Uh, well, you spent a month, uh, one night in Knoxville. <laughs> I did. One night. In 1998, it was... Uh, I'm just Peyton, kidding. I'm just Peyton, kidding. Peyton Manning and uh, Deuce Staley for South Carolina. They got the victory 22-7. to seven. Took the 11-hour drive. I did get stuck there. I stayed over. Went to uh, an establishment, a uh, piano bar, and walked outside. No, Yada, yada, yada. yada. And he woke up the next morning uh, uh, with a skirt almost, on. Yeah, six hours later, I got yeah. back home to the hotel. So and now, and now he visits the, the kid once uh, every couple of times a year when he gets a chance. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's, let's turn our attention to <laughs> Michigan State and Northwestern. Northwestern's won two of the last... Uh, two, the last two by 11 points per game did get this victory, 39-31 to 31 in double overtime in Ryan Field. Northwestern has lost three straight. I don't like the way this team is playing, especially running the football, Rich. They're going up against a defense in Michigan State that's only allowing 40 rushing yards per game. I think Nor uh, Northwestern, I don't like the way they're playing. I think they lose this ball game convincingly. Michigan State by 20 or more over the Wildcats. You, you might be right. I, listen, Northwestern does not look great. Uh, Nate Hall, their star linebacker, will not play yeah. today. So Northwestern, rough year for Pat Fitzgerald. I don't know if it gets better. I don't know if they win six to even play in, in a yeah. meaningless bowl game. But I look at the history of this. Sometimes, historically, I think Gabe mentioned it earlier, some teams – can beat teams. Some teams can't beat other teams. Northwestern has had Michigan State's number last six times in East Lansing. Last six, five upsets from Northwestern. Yeah. The visitor in this series, last 15 games, underdog has covered. The visitor 
has covered 13 of the last 15 games. So, And Michigan State is not really blowing anybody they're out. Not. They have not looked impressive. And they're so, leading wide their top to wide the, receivers out tonight, to the too, point, with uh, the white kid. Yeah, yeah Cody yeah. White is out. To the point that Gabe brought up, at this point, would I feel confident laying double digits yeah. with but, Michigan State? I really wouldn't. I noticed with Michigan I State, I did this year I they it. sort of... You're all game, it's like, wow, this team's hanging around with them. Yeah, this Utah State, Central Michigan. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, wow, look, they did win by 17. They won by 21. Lost it's to ASU. Not convincingly. Yeah. And, guys, I have a nightmare story. I was at the sports book the other day at the Meadowlands, played a bunch of tickets. My ride was late. So, of course, being a degenerate, I am. Oh, I'll just bet again. You know what I mean? I'm waiting around. So, I'm like, you know, I don't want to lay 17 with Michigan, even though I think Michigan probably tattooed uh, the Terps. Like, I'll put him in a money line parlay. So let's have some fun in a money line parlay. Look at Wisconsin, money line against Nebraska. Michigan, money line against Maryland. Washington Huskies against UCLA. All heavy favorites. Yeah, but in the end, it's going to pay. It was like minus 190. Michigan State was actually minus 188, the parlay. The guy at the window screwed it up, and I screwed it up by not double checking it. And uh, instead of Michigan State on the money line, he gave me Michigan State minus 10. All right, so and I'm a Michigan me. guy. I, I, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm not happy about this. Well, you should this, have bought it back. You should have bought the money I line with have Northwestern. After, but I figured, North you know what, the tickets already been made. It's in God's, yeah. uh, Lord Gambler's hands now. Right. And honestly, like you said, Michigan State should be able to beat these guys by 13, 14 points. I'm with you. Let the winners be yours. When we come back, we'll break, back the, break down the other games later today. Joe Lisi, Ritz, Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back on College Football Today, brought to you by BetDSI, Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci talking about all the Power 5 games and the under-the-radar games a little bit later in about a half an hour from today. Head on over to DailyRoto.com. It is the industry-leading daily fantasy site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. Once there, if you click on Go Premium, you could use the same Daily Fantasy Line Optimizer that has helped Daily Roto customers achieve such remarkable success. And if it's sports wagering you're into, click on the new sports betting tab where you'll be able to use the same tools that have produced all those Daily Fantasy winnings for money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, and player props. So go on over to DailyRoto.com and enter FNTSY for a special discount. DailyRoto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made literally. And if you bet on Michigan State, you have the opportunity to become a millionaire later today, Gabe. I hope so. That's why I wake up every day. That's my goal. <laughs> Your goal is to get another nice blazer. My goal is the million dollars. What's my goal? I'm still trying to figure it you out. To crystallize, crystallize your tricks. Yeah. 
I got deep into Gabe's head, which I, yeah, I, I love surprised. to do. We that had some should have been the show list. Yeah, Rich asked me, what all are your of goals, us in the Gabe? Car? I told him my goal is to beat the book today. Like, we're on the way to the sports. But he goes, no, no, in your life. <laughs> I was like, man, you're catching me off guard. <laughs> I, had, here, uh, I had Gabe on the couch last yeah. Saturday that, afternoon. That, that was very interesting. This is what we do. Up. Yeah. Actually, this is what I we do. I got to tell you, that would have been gold if we would have filmed that ride there. Joe Lisi, like, Joe's like the prototypical New Yorker. Like, Joe's like yelling, yelling, this son of an SOB. Rah, rah, rah. As he's, he's like, watching oh, look, look on his phone, way. as he's trying to watch the updates of scores, it's very harrowing driving <laughs> with Joe on a Saturday afternoon. It is afternoon. when the ESPN app doesn't upload as quickly yeah, as I want it to. I can tell, too. Poor Joe sitting at the sports book. You got your buddies bothering you. You're just trying to watch the games. Yeah, so right? you, got people, watch Texas. you got people coming up to you. Are you Joe Lisi? Oh, good call on Louisville, right? You can't. <laughs> Actually, it was Arkansas last week. I was on Arkansas. They were down by seven. I thought they could pull that game out, but Louisville. That was an easy cover. You were getting like three yeah, 20 and a half game. in that matchup, but we'll see. We'll see if they could All step right, up against guys, Nick Saban today. I asked the guys in the chat and shout out to everyone. We got a lot of viewers in the chat today. Well, that's we, we appreciate it, actually. Somebody's watching. Um, so we asked the boys in the chat, what do you want to get to? Stanford, Utah, which we are coming up yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, Pitt versus Syracuse. Uh, we talked about the Notre Dame guys. Uh, Lucas, a big Syracuse fan. Uh, who else? Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan. James Ross obviously has a gambling problem. <laughs> uh, Lucas, BC and NC State. So uh, we got injuries in that game. Yes, right? definitely. Let's just AJ that. So Dillon, Dillon's out. Is he out for sure? Because I know he's got a bad ankle. He might not play. That's the reason why that line's jumped from around three and a half up to around six and a half right now. BC's won three of the last five over NC State. NC State did get this victory 17-14 to 14 last year in Chestnut Hill. But last time in Raleigh, yeah, he's BC, out. He's BC out. picked up the 21-17 to 17 victory. Here's the thing about uh, Boston College. They're going to have to challenge NC State's defense vertically. They're giving up around 240 passing yards per game. Without A.J. Dillon, I'm not so sure they can do that in this matchup. Hey, listen, it, you don't get better by losing A.J. Yeah. Dillon. The one thing I will say is BC always has a stable of backs, and you're running behind yeah. a veteran line, five seniors, big physical, against an NC State defensive line that lost like four players to the NFL. So I think BC will still be able to run the ball even without Dylan. Maybe not the same. Maybe, But the problem is, is can you stop Ryan yeah. Finley? I mean, NC State looks, I know they haven't played anybody. NC State looks really good. Finley right now Finley is looks terrific. Like NFL yes. top 10 type yes. conversation. I agree. I agree. And little by little, NC State with an impressive victory last week, Little by little, some of those JUCO yeah. transfers on defense are starting to kind of mesh yeah. with the philosophy. And you mentioned so- it. It's funny how people want it both ways, isn't it? People really don't give credit to running backs. Running backs are replaceable. You know, in the NFL, you don't need a running back. Running backs are replaceable. Running backs out, and it's a panic. Oh, how is it going to affect Well, them? at what, BC, it's a yeah, panic. It's a if it was someplace else, no, I don't think is, so guys, much. The thing is, guys, they're putting up so many points. Yeah. Is that, it just because of him that they're well, scoring this many points? Listen, he, he's the What about them giving the up offense. points? You just mentioned it. I don't know if they can stop NC State, yeah. as in I don't think they can yeah. stop NC State. I agree. You look at Boston College. Uh, they're an over machine. But yeah, but they become an over machine. This team. Here's the one problem about BC that I have: they struggle against speed teams. That's why Purdue was able to stretch them vertically. They're going up against Philly. He's completed 68 percent of his passes. I mean, and when you look at this offense as a whole, guys, 
I think they're the, pretty good, Joe. Yeah, NC they're, convert, State. they're converting 59% on third downs. That's third best in FBS. BC giving up 217 passing yards per game. I like the Wolfpack. I, I just don't I like don't love six, it, though. I don't love it. I don't love, love this game. You know I would what? lay it, though. This is almost like a three and a half. I think I had this I had this at four. Is On Sunday, I thought this would be four yeah. because these yeah, games. It just hit six and a half. It's like it's, words these out teams about are Dylan. Similar. So people it's are running the window. It's a game, too. That's the only thing. It's a conference game. They're on the road. Neutral field. Neutral field. Isn't this a pick them, guys? Yeah, I think, I think so. I'm not just so look at both quarterbacks. If Anthony Brown is behind, do you have the confidence in him no. to, to lead BC from Better behind? Better quarterback, or to get star the running back out, home field. That's it's it. like there's right. a lot of advantages. It's not even NC like State. going to the window. It's if BC is behind, you have the confidence in Brown to get you this cover no, or more importantly, lose them he by needs, less than a Joe, touchdown. Joe, he needs the safety blanket. Yeah. He he is a play action machine because exactly. he has A.J. Dillon right. behind him. One matchup, while we're talking the game, we might as well finish it. Yeah. One matchup that's interesting is you have Zach Allen, one right. of the best pass rushers in the country from Boston College, going up against a, an NC State offensive line that's number three nationally in sacks allowed. So yeah. who wins that chess match that head-to-head matchup because if Finley has time with Kelvin Harmon on the outside I think he could pick apart that BC secondary so I like NC State it is a number that's higher than I expected I thought this would be four four and a half maybe it gets to five with Dylan out I like NC State at home. I think Dave Doran's doing a better job than I expected this season. Better, and here's the thing, too. If they win this ballgame, they'll be 5-0 and overall. Clemson not playing all that great. Uh, and they Any lost idea it. where that matchup is? Because they have given problems. It's in, it's in Clemson it because in Clemson. they lost this ballgame 38-31, to and uh, Bryant uh, pulled out the victory on the road last year. But, I mean, NC State is going to have to be a team within the conference. Everybody looked at Virginia Tech. Everybody looked at Florida State. I... I was on Louisville early, but this is a team in NC State that could be a possible dark yeah, Remember last the year, guys, playoff. they were actually, they were a darling last year. Yeah. That They were potentially, maybe, you know, the, the hipsters, yeah. maybe they could win the ACC good. Sometimes it's when you don't expect it. They, you know, he's done a great job stockpiling talent, and we talked about it. You have an NFL caliber quarterback, a top 10 draft pick quarterback right now that really the average fan probably doesn't know about. Yeah. When's NC right. State ever on national television? They're never on. Average fan does not know he began his career at Boise State. Yeah. I can tell you exactly. that. Oh, you're exactly and, right. And, and Kelvin Harmon, I've talked to scouts in the offseason, 6'4 kid from southern New Jersey. Right. Kelvin Harmon could be one of the top four or five receivers drafted next year. So he has some legitimate talent on the outside. So I'm on NC State. What are the picks here, gentlemen? I'm on NC State. It's not a best bet of mine, though. I would lay the six and a half. I think they can win this matchup it, by 14 to 17. Not a fan of the number, but I'm with the pack as yeah. well. I think they're okay. I think they're a rock-solid football team yeah. that are better than people realize. Yeah, I, I think they win today in convincing fashion. You jump them up five spots. They're in, they're in the area of about 9 to 12 for me. They're at 15 now as they enter this matchup. So we'll see how it plays out a little bit later. It's a 12-20 kick. We'll turn our attention to a late-night game within the Pac-12. Stanford at home against Utah. Stanford picked up this victory 23-20, but got blown out by Notre Dame. I'm starting to think that the schedule for the Cardinal is catching up to this team. They're only averaging 94 rushing yards per game. I know Utah lost this ball game last year and, more importantly, lost on the road to Washington State 28-24. But this is a defense in Utah, Rich, only giving up 81 rushing yards per game holding opposing offenses at 32% on third downs and only giving up 181 passing yards per game. The athleticism of Tyler Huntley is the difference. Outright upset in Palo Alto. 
Uh, yeah, it would not surprise yeah. me at this point. I, I think you touched on a, a something that, that I've been thinking about, which is that Stanford looks gassed to me. They do. They really do. When you look at the schedule, they, they've played some talented teams. San Diego physical State. Physical teams, too. Physical. USC. Uh, last week against Notre Dame, they, got, they, they really just ran out of steam in the second half. I'm not impressed by Stanford. They're not winning the line of scrimmage. Utah traditionally has done that, but Utah's struggling, yeah. too. And, you know, Tyler Huntley, he is an athlete, but last three games – no touchdown passes. To me, I'm not really enthused by this game. I'd give a slight edge to Stanford because they're the home team and they have the better quarterback in K.J. Costello. But these are two teams that are schizophrenic. I don't know what to make of either. And of them. injury update, I, I believe Bryce Love isn't playing in this ballgame. And that's a huge loss to that offense. They're still not running the football. They put up 55 no. on Notre Dame. Yep. But without Bryce Love in this matchup, the game plan has to be to attack Utah, uh, Utah's defense that gave up over 400 yards to Washington State. I like Utah, but I also like the over in this matchup. I, I like Utah here, but I wish we were getting more points. And you're right. So love it and love's out. They really haven't gotten a ground game going at all. Stanford were getting by, but let's be real. There are a lot of jump balls, guys. Yeah. I don't like Costello's passes. There's no zip. He basically just lobs it up there. And it works against San Diego State when you've got a six foot six tight end boxing out a five foot nine kid from you know Shula Vista. It's a little bit different uh, when when you're playing real teams, and we saw that against Notre Dame. Costello just has a tendency. Well, I'll just throw it up there. It's like he's playing you know pop five hundred with your kids. He's throwing these pop flies up in the air. There's no zip on the football. It's just we're not getting enough points. And I'm not the biggest Huntley guy either. I mean, it's been years right now. I don't think Utah's out of quarterbacks since Brian Johnson was there. Yeah, I was going to say Alex Smith. I mean, you like Johnson, but uh, it, it's been Johnson a long time. Johnson was okay, yeah. right? I mean, Alex Smith was great. They've been surviving just with running bad. game and defense. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing I think defensively that I look at. Utah can be attacked vertically by five wide type of offenses. Teams like Oregon, teams like Washington State that utilize up-tempo attacks. That's still not Stanford in yeah. terms of their offense. They're passing for around 245 yards per game and passing a lot more than they have in recent years, but they still right. want to run the football and work off a of play action. Whittingham's a good coach, though, right? And I don't know, you know, maybe the last couple of years it hasn't it hasn't been quite as good. But as an underdog, he is one of these guys that catches a number. Another uh, number here uh, with them, 10-2. and two, Another 10-2 and two number. 10-2 and two on the road as an underdog in Pac-12 play. Right. Utah getting points. Yeah. It opened at 5. The market bet it down to 3, 3.5, right? It, it, it upticked to about 5.5, and, and then when Love was out, they knocked it down. Yeah, so, so I, I think they're a candidate to win this around. game outright. Yeah, I, do. I, I really do. I, the, this is a toss-up game late. It's who can convert on third down, who could win the turnover battle. If you look defensively, now I know they've played dif a different level right. of competition, but you look defensively, Stanford 84 in the country? Yeah. Utah number same. five. Not Utah's the... fifth. I mean, so so this to me is a complete toss-up game. The only edge I see is that quarterback for Stanford and, and the home field advantage. Uh, here's the thing, too. If Stanford loses this game, and I picked them to lose around five games, they still have to play Wash State. They still have to play Washington. It's a lot of not games. Gonna five be... games. They're not losing five games. Well, they, if they, lose this, if they game, lose this game, they sure as heck I, might. I, yeah. A lot of pressure on this team. I, yeah. I think they're starting to go the other way. Not the same type of team that we've seen yeah. in recent David years. Shaw will stop the bleeding. And no worse than eight and four. That's still first. I mean, but this was a team that was supposed to made it to the Pac-12 championship game last year and did have Bryce shame, Love. Shame on back. Stanford for not having a backup plan for Bryce Love. He's a small that's a, that's kid. A surprise. You know, he got dinged up at Especially times last, last year, right. and it seems like without Love, dynamic talent. But they have not been able and to run the ball. Well, like I said, I don't think which Costello, is staggering. 
is as good as we sort of might have thought he was. You bring up a good point. Doesn't throw with a lot of anticipation. He has that that sort of tendency to put it in the hands of those big There's targets. There's a lot of tight ends or one on one. He'll take that, a chance. That, but... that will not work on Sundays. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not, not working on Saturdays That's right true. now. Yeah, well, let's talk about your team, Michigan, at home against Maryland. They've dominated the last three games by 33.6 points per game. Maryland coming off a bye week here, guys, but I don't think it matters. I, even though Michigan got a close scare last week in Northwestern, they won that matchup 20-17. to 17. This is still a team in Michigan that's averaging over 200 rushing and over 200 passing, and more importantly, holding opposing offenses to 160 passing yards per game. I think Michigan rolls in this matchup. I do. I, I have a hard time calling it a best bet just because I, Not a I best was. Bet, but I yeah, no, that. I know, I know. I, I was unimpressed by Michigan last week. Maybe it was going on the road. Maybe it was the somewhat sleepy environment of Evanston, but not impressed by the offense last week. Good job of rallying and picking up that victory. But Michigan has to show me more offensively. Uh, defensively, I, I, there's nothing I can say. Number one in the country in total defense. They have speed. They have Chase Winovich off the edge. Devin Bush, secondary's outstanding. I, I think Maryland will have a very difficult time moving the ball. For that reason, I agree. I would take Michigan laying the points, but I need to see more from the backs and more from Shea Patterson. This is a hot game in Vegas, I, and I know, understand why. A lot of people love Maryland here. I lined open up at 18. They hammered it down to, you know, got down to 16 and a half, 17. By week, Wisconsin on deck, but I still don't see The win see over it. Texas maybe looks better. We got to give credit to the kids on Maryland and the staff that's there right now. I, I thought this was ready to implode. You know, after, yeah. you know, the tragic situation um, coming into the season, I thought it was ready to implode. I tipped my cap to them. I've said this before, guys, and it's frustrating. It's funny, like, we rarely talk about Alabama games on the show because they're so big of favorites. <laughs> and the same thing with Michigan. I don't really bet them that much, even though my team... And you know this, Joe. I mean, Michigan have never been good double-digit chalk. They sort of underachieve. And, in fact, Harbaugh's 2-6 and six against the spread last eight games at home as a favorite. Yet, it's a little bit different this year. This Michigan team's a little different after the embarrassing loss to Notre Dame. They have a chip on their shoulder. And when they can run it up, and, they, you know, not run it up, but when they can, when they're playing well, they won't let it up. And Maryland have been a team that they've sort of dominated for one reason or another. You know, 35-10, 59-3. 28 nothing. Harbaugh's 3-0 and straight up and against the spread against this Terps team. Yeah, and here's the thing uh, from Maryland. They're only averaging 141 passing yards per game, pass, uh, rushing for 258 on the ground. That's the strength of Michigan's yeah. defense, holding opposing offenses to 84%, uh, 84 rushing yards per game. So if they can't run the football, they're going to be put into long third down situations. That favors Winovich, that favors Gary, and that secondary uh, led by Long. Any concerns about, you know, we? I, I, I don't know, some Sometimes do we overplay the the look ahead hand? Could be. Uh, Could you got be. you got you Wisconsin never, next week yeah, and that, a huge. Uh, I think coaches look ahead, but players don't. Yeah. I honestly think if we went into a room and asked the kid, "Who are you playing in two weeks?" You think he knows? No. I legitimately don't think they know. I think the coaches know. Right. I think the coaches probably will put an hour aside. Yeah, we're playing this team this week, but. What's going on with the Badgers anyway? Mm. Give me a tape on that. Yes. I think the coaches might be looking ahead a bit, but quite frankly, I don't think the kids have the... If we live in a riddle in attention deficit disorder <laughs> era now, I don't think the kids are thinking ahead too much. And I told everyone in the chat, we promised on the other side, we're going to get to the games you guys asked about. Yeah, let's, let's talk about this one quickly. It's Missouri and South Carolina. Yeah. Jake Bentley 
not playing in this ball game. Skarnecchia, the senior, will get sounds the start. Sounds like a Rutgers quarterback. He is. He is. He and does. I'm backing him. Skarnecchia sounds like Rutgers or Temple. They always exactly. have the Italian kids. Skarnecchia from Bergen County. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like North yeah. Bergen. Yeah, South Union Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina has won three of the last five by 10.3 points per game. Picked up this win 31 to 13. I'll make it quick. I like South Carolina at home defense. Me too. Only giving up 159 passing yards per game, 29% on third downs. I like South Carolina. Double-digit win here. I do, too. Uh, haven't allowed more than one touchdown pass in the game, so if they could settle down, kind of corral Drew Locke. Uh, at home, I like South Carolina. You know, we're getting value because Bentley's out uh, yet. I, I think we can get it done. Everyone's overreacting because they got smashed by Georgia, lost to a good Kentucky team. Uh, Gamecocks win. I'm not, you can't, Missouri favorite we're on the road, all on no. South Carolina. When we come back, we'll be talking about the other games. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci live from Studio 34. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. College football today brought to you by Bet DSI, Jolisi, Rich Sermonello, and Gabe Morenci talking about all the action at 12 and 3.30. Gabe, you have some questions from some of the viewers. Yeah, let's check in with the chat. The boys uh, ready to lay it down. Jerry DeVito says, what about Auburn and under 42? We talked about that game. Yeah. We all seem to be in agreement that we're on the Auburn Tigers. No. No, no. <laughs> me, me and can, Rich, can, can, can we? When I say we're all in agreement, I mean me and Rich. Best bet of mine, misstate over again. I, I can't Joe's take good the at under. this. Sometimes he scares I me. Can't take Joe's... The over, I can't take the under forty-two. Even though too low, it's yeah. too low. In conference games, you get turnovers. You get. Crazy plays, and both teams are going to look to make a statement in this ball game. Especially if Miss State gets up early, they're going to want to turn it on. Top top ten opponent. Yeah, I, I think I think everybody. Uh, Jerry might, easy, Jerry's but. looking at the last couple of games. Both of these offenses have been stiffs. Yeah. Uh, Auburn. Now I know there was weather involved with it, but Auburn struggled against Southern Miss last week. They did. All right. So, how about um, we're being asked about uh, San Diego State and Boise. Oh, I love this game. Oh, against a lot each of other. points. I love man. This game. Yeah, I love San Diego State. I know you're on Boise. Oh, that's all right. I just, I just like the way that offensive line's playing. They're holding opposing offenses defensively. 64 rushing yards per game. Washington's out, but I like Jasmine. I think they keep this game close, and I took them on the money line here. Yeah, I, you know what? Boise State has rare opportunities yeah. to lay it to San Diego State. Now, last year, they won by 17, yeah. so it's not like it's impossible for them to cover this kind of a number. This is not the same stand, San Diego State team offensively or defensively. They're offensively challenged. Yeah, and Boise State, I mean, listen, they they, they impressed, I thought, against uh, going into Wyoming yeah. last week, but I, they're a complete football team. I know they didn't show up against Oklahoma State, but Brett Rippon, Alex Madison in the backfield, I, I like Boise State to cover this Boise, game. Boise, too. It's a 3.30 kick. Is it? Yeah, it's a three. That which is was fairly yeah. early. I mean, right. that does surprise me. You know, that's a that's that's why I like San Diego State. What about too. an early game here, guys? That they asked us about uh, Syracuse. They nearly freaking pulled the upset yeah. off again last week yeah. against this Clemson. Is, this is crazy. This game because I can't figure out. I don't Pittsburgh. trust Syracuse as a road favorite. The, I don't the trust Pitt a in any capacity. Weird. I mean, I thought yeah. they would step up against UCF. I was wrong. 
But again, when you look at this rivalry, I mean, Pitt has played Syracuse traditionally very well. Syracuse, without a doubt, is the better team yeah. here. You can't okay. lay points with Syracuse in this spot after an emotional What, what is it? What is it about three, four? It's, it's yeah. three and a half right yeah. now. It's tough. Like you said, Pitt are erratic. Pitt can't score. My, my, That's suggestion, the my suggestion would be look for a different game. I, I mean, Pitt, Pitt cannot score. Yeah, look for a different game. Pitt is so hard to figure out. I mean, I, you know what? Syracuse is the better team. I like to bet on the better team. What about the total? There should I would, be points. Uh, you would think, but you know, the, outside that game two years ago where it was one the of the highest scores. It was a basketball game from uh, the Big East back in the day two years ago. <laughs> and, uh, Last year it was 27-24. Oh, right. It's been unders for a while, but I just think they, they – both teams can put up some. I don't trust Pitt. That's the problem. Right. I would take Pitt, but I don't trust them enough. I've been burnt. That's too many my times. point. That's why Pitt's I say go in a different direction. Terrible. They're a sieve, and then Syracuse does have the ability to run up tempo. Well, Syracuse are a pretty good football team this yeah, year. I, I think like they're. For I don't real. like the game. I would take Pitt, and I would close my eyes and take the over. But I would again suggest with Rich. I have other games I'm keying on. What, what else? Uh, are you Wisconsin, at? Nebraska. Uh, Love this game. This, do you? What do you, you got for that this one, Rich? Why, I, I, I like Wisconsin. I, I, I only like because I just think that off of a bye, listen, Paul Christ off of buys 10-2 and two against yeah. the spread. He does a great job of preparing his team with that week off. You know what? Listen, are they going to be excited about Nebraska with Michigan coming up next? Maybe not. I just think they're so much more talented, and Nebraska is a, a rudderless ship at this point. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it would have been though. higher. I thought it would be. I thought it would have been more than three touchdowns. You look at some of the matchups when Bo Pelini was there. I mean, they they got pasted by Melvin Gordon in Wisconsin. He rushed for the school record against them a few years ago. I mean, Wisconsin and, and Nebraska a couple of years ago with Armstrong, they took it to double overtime or overtime. Who on they Nebraska? That who on Nebraska? Offensively or defensively is going to keep this within two you touchdowns. Have to, you, have to, you have to run the football. There's no way. Unless, I can't imagine Nebraska jumping up early in Wisconsin. They have not played well. I've been on them against Purdue. They fell behind. They struggled against some of the what other teams at like here? Troy. 40, 41, 17, 41, 14 type Why, thing. But here's the only thing that scares me. Line open up at 21 and a half. They hammered it down to 16 and a half, 17. Why? Why? My my opening line on this was 23, which is where I thought. I thought this should be around three touchdowns. For this yeah. to get down to 16 and a half, where, Again, it could where, be, where's the love? What are people seeing in Nebraska? What did they see right, against They keep waiting Michigan. for that breakout. But Maybe yeah. that's what it is. I don't like that. And I was, with, I was with Joe last week. I thought the breakout would come right. against Purdue. Yeah, and, then, right. you know? and then we were at the book. They scored the first touchdown. I'm like, that's yeah, gonna, seven that's, nothing. That's the problem. The problem now they is, go on the road. They couldn't break out against Purdue at home. Now they go on the road to Wisconsin for what I think is a afternoon. Night. Well, I'm on a team yeah, here, guys. It's, it's a night game. It's night a night game. game. How about this one? So our guy James Ross, shout out to James Ross, regular viewer. Uh, thanks for the support, James. He's asking about the Cyclones and the Cowboys. Yeah, this Iowa State team kind of a disappointment this year. One and three right now. Yeah, I've been on Iowa State for the last couple of weeks. A lot of I people was, thought was, like they were going to go over their win total yeah. this year. Now they're getting nine yeah. points in Stillwater. Well, here's, here's the thing: I picked them at six and six uh, this year. I didn't think they'd jump up on everybody like they did last year. And, and when you look at the last two games against TCU, they struggled. Against uh, Oklahoma, they struggled. But they play close games. They covered. Yeah, they covered did. Both and I was games. on yeah, both right. of those right. times. But Montgomery is banged up. And the only way that they're going to win this football game is to keep Oklahoma State's offense on the sidelines without a rushing attack. Oklahoma State's going to put a lot of pressure on Zeb it's Nolan. It's one of these weird deals, though, Joe. We talked it's about it as well. a bad matchup for Iowa State I know, from a but football they, perspective. They always match up well with them. I mean, they they've covered the last three years. Look, 49-42. Yeah. I know. Uh, it's 38-31. 
It's on the road, and and again, I yeah, do they're not, last in the Big Twelve in scoring. If Montgomery's not a hundred percent or not playing, he might get. He's cleared to play, yeah. but he's not a hundred percent. I just think I think Oklahoma State just outguns them yeah. at this point. I don't love this game, but I, I think they could just outgun Iowa State. Iowa State needs to. Matt Campbell's got to find a way to get a little more Back-to-back offensive. Road pop. games too, Gabe, within yeah. the conference, I know, very I hate very. That. T- you know, and Iowa State again, they're a methodical team. They need to jump up early. They played Oklahoma very close to the vest because they were at home. Ames is a very difficult place to play. So, All right, guys, that's di- just a weather update right now. It's like a monsoon in, in, in Michigan right now. Okay. Well, that favors Michigan. That like, fa- yeah, that's I really think coming down. Favors Michigan. I in see that a matchup. report that the game is going to be delayed, actually, uh, but I, I want to confirm that. that. But I'm I seeing a video that. here. The stadium's empty. Yeah. So, basically, I think they told people, don't, don't sit here. Gabe is uh, all right. All right, Gabe, over here. A little lightning, man. Yeah, like, lightning uh, in a bottle. My, it's more my He's age. Looking, it's more my age demo over here. Right? Hey, hey, Joe. Lightning in a bottle. Joe, we're just talking about ages. That's more my age group <laughs> over here. Like, we'll talk about saying, that a little bit later. <laughs> Corey's coming in. We'll have a lot to talk about a little bit later. But I, I do want to sneak in a couple of twelve o'clock best bets before oh, they yeah. kick off yeah, for yeah. me. I love Michigan State. They're laying 10. I think Northwestern ripe to be pasted in this matchup. Michigan State giving up 40 rushing yards per game. Northwestern last three games rushing offense, 99, 86, and 23. That's the difference in that matchup. South Carolina, Skarnecchia, he may be from Rutgers, but he's playing for South Carolina. <laughs> I think South Carolina catches Missouri. No, they win this ball game. Joe? He's a redshirt senior. Yeah, he's a I senior, though. What, what does that I, even mean? I had, a redshirt senior. Yeah. I had to look the kid up. I'm thinking he's got to be a redshirt yeah. freshman. Never heard of him. Like he, South he's Carol- been there five years. Like South Carolina, I'm going against the grain. I'm taking the five touchdowns with Arkansas. Alabama wins, but they win this ball game by, I think, anywhere 24 to 28. Defensively to me, Arkansas playing very well playing under better. John Chavis. Yeah. I think they keep this game close. Those are my best bets for 12 o'clock. Yeah, Arkansas playing better. Joe had a nice pick last week. Uh, Arkansas covering relatively easily against uh, Texas A&M. I'm at a stage now where I just I, I can't bet against Alabama. I mean, yeah. if they decide to want to put up 50, they'll put up 50. So at this point, gun to my head, I would take Alabama and lay the points. My 12 o'clock best bet is Texas. I, I love Tom Herman in this spot. I think these teams are similarly matched. Uh, I, I'm Texas's defense has been fantastic lately, giving up no more than 16 points in the last three games. Uh, including matchups with USC, uh, TCU, and Kansas State. So I like Texas. Uh, Tom Herman, we mentioned it, 11-1 against the spread as an underdog. I think he gets a 12-1 today. Uh, guys, I've got a couple of early uh, best bets early. I'm going to uh, jump on the Texas Longhorns as well, shooting for their first five-game winning streak since 2013. Uh, so I'm going to take the Longhorns plus uh, the seven. There's too much uh, speed and talent on the field for me not to jump in on the over at uh, 60 slash 60 and a half. Alabama, Arkansas. Uh, Alabama haven't scored less than 45 points in a football game. Um, and in fact, they've put up, um, what, 56 or more three times as well. The only game that didn't go over for Alabama was the incredibly high number against Mississippi when it was 71 and a half and I got screwed. I uh, got stuck at 69, and God, that was frustrating. Uh, I'm going to go over the number here, Rich uh, and Joe. How do I not go over the number? Alabama's going to put 50 up. Can Arkansas give me 7 or 10 points? I think so. Oh, yeah. Yes. Give me the over. Those are the early best bets, and I guess we'll recap our best bets when we're done, and the rest of the games I got are a little bit later on. Yeah, and weather looks good in Texas over there for the Red River uh, shootout there. It looks sunny skies. Rivalry and- now. It's uh, politically correct. Shootout. They call it the cocktail party. What do they call that? The world's outdoor party now? Yeah, well, 
I mean, they're them. still drinking the Red every, River shootout. Pow, pow. They're still they're still drinking uh, at the at the cocktail party. You ever in been to one of those? The cocktail, not the cocktail party. No, no. But I, I wouldn't want to go to that game as a Georgia fan. Just I'd rather go Georgia, Georgia, Auburn, SEC's oldest rivalry, Georgia, Alabama. You don't want to go like to the Georgia, neutral field. I would game. go to that LSU game next week. LSU. Oh yeah. If that was a night game, LSU and Georgia, I can't believe it's a three thirty. I've been to Mississippi up. State. I saw LSU at Mississippi State. Um, great time, great time going into the uh, the deep south like that. And the Grove, from what I hear, in uh, from my former Bulldog players, I saw Tennessee and Colorado Oxford, in the classic. The Grove and Oxford oh, the Grove. For, for the aesthetic value, not just stadium. Ah, I'm a Bulldog. Yes. I'm on. I'm not a Bulldog. Just the stadium I'm not, I'm not, no, that's the uptight guys. Where they, you know, where they the cool kids. Mississippi State. Well, yeah, right. Ole Miss, that's like you, Joe, with the Blazers. And yes, stuff. well, guys, I heard Mississippi State. Yes, well, Alabama's like that too with the with the oh, ties. Yes, yeah, yeah. Alabama. It's funny. The wine yeah, and Alabama, cheese crowd. Yes, Alabama, yeah. exactly. Like Alabama call Auburn Hicks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're, they're like farmers and stuff. Like you know, like Tuscaloosa's, like Manhattan <laughs> or something. <laughs> Any other games at twelve that we're keying on here? Anything that jumps out? Uh twelve o'clock games. Uh... You know what? I'm going to throw this out. I have to well, throw this out. Northwestern Michigan yeah. State game we talked about. I'm going to throw this out. For... I'll go Kansas, West Virginia. Yes, I was just going to go. and a half points. Kansas leads FBS in turnover margin, plus 12. I think they force some turnovers. I'll take the 26 and a half with Kansas on the road. West Virginia wins, but I think, and then Carter Stanley's getting the start over Bender in that matchup. Yeah, Puka Williams has been terrific, the running back. If he could do anything against that West Virginia defense, it's kind of like Alabama. My mindset here, I'm a little concerned to, to lay points with the West Virginia offense. It's a lot. Kansas have actually been competitive this yeah, year. Yeah, could, could get a backdoor right, cover, though, possibly. It's weird. I'm scrolling, so I'm looking at the games. We've went over all the games, guys. We really have. And then we'll, we'll hit the rest of them on the other side. Uh, but it's just weird scrolling down. All right, you know, Bowling Green, Toledo, Boston College, NC State, San Diego State, Boise State. It's weird seeing it that high in the rotation. You're right. Yeah. Like Boise time State wise. playing at 3.30. Yeah. What time is it there? Yeah. It's not three-hour difference. Uh, it's, two, it's, two. it's mountains. Mountains. So it's one thirty so, there. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, that, but they don't usually play at one thirty no, Saturday that's why afternoon. I like they're they're a night team. Line, line open in that matchup, 15. It's down to 13 and a half now. I, I see 13. Why is it? Why are they playing this game at this time? Is it I have homecoming? No idea. Is Could it not tell you? I have no idea. Wasn't it? But, but I just like the way that offensive line is playing for San Diego State. I've been impressed with Agnew taking over for Chapman. I mean, Chapman was no world beater in terms of his ability as well. Like you said, you and I, we have a good friend, Mark Lawrence, yes. we both have a common. Like he says, the old ugly dog or the yes. clothespin, the plug your nose. He likes a lot of like old said, ugly dogs. You plug dogs. your nose, this... you close your eyes, you take San Diego State here. Yes. I'm not laying the points. Here's one. I said it last night in the show in Vegas, close your eye. If I had to pick this game, Illinois and Rutgers, I would take <laughs> Rutgers with the points. I can't trust L- either team laying points, but let alone Lovey Smith that opened up at one and a half, jumped up to four and a half on the road. I'll take Rutgers with the points in this match. Is, is Skarnecchia playing both like a, he like might a, be. a double header? <laughs> he's do playing a, for he South do Carolina duty in this match and Rutgers. I think he has like eligibility. How did, did Skarnecchia fall through Rutgers like the, the cracks? They didn't know about this kid. Yeah, you see Skarnecchia. He's like, that's, figured, like that's, that's our quarterback. I just assume they just look for Italian names and they're like, oh, this is our God. guy. I'll give an over. I'm throwing an over out for the early crowd. Buffalo, Central, Michigan, over. Line open up at 52 and a half. You know, do you know the, old, the only school in the FBS that has not allowed a sack in 2018? It's not Buffalo. It is Buffalo. Is it Buffalo? I think, I, I, I Buffalo just... has not allowed a sack in 2018. Only wow, school in the country. That's incredible. Yeah. 
They don't allow a stack today. They could jump up on uh, Central Although Michigan. They, they still Although lost last week. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they Central did. Michigan played well against Miss State, uh, Michigan State, Michigan State in, yeah. in that ball game. Lost by 11 as a 20, what, 28 and a half point underdog in that matchup. You guys have got me worried about my over in this Texas-Oklahoma game. Well, you so better, you have about four minutes. So you bet I'm going to make it to the book in four minutes. Oh, I just start track. We're in, the beat me up. we're in the great state of New Jersey, uh, New York here. Get so. together, Cuomo. Yes, Cuomo. I'll if be Cuomo, lobbying. Really? Like, sir, you, you, I don't understand you guys. I really don't. Like, no, we don't want money. We don't like. Imagine a sports book across the street from Madison Square Garden. Just that wouldn't do cash. well at It'd all. It'd be like guys. the OTB yeah. back. Yeah, in the that day. wouldn't do well at all. Remember the OTB? We got we got guys here in the hallway waiting to go. Corey Corey Parson, Corey Parson takes trains to Secaucus. I want gets off the train, bets, and gets back on the train. I want to be. Hey, we want the video. As a New Jersey resident, we'll keep that money. We'd rather have that money. I live there, Jersey baby. Yeah, I want the video of Gabe, Drew, and Corey hanging out later today, wherever they may. We're going to hang with Michelle Serpico, well, too. Then yeah. Jeff, Serpico. Jeff Sessions tell, wants that video. Tell Serpico. Settle down, Rich. Tell Serpico. I'll be at Versa. Right law enforcement. Yeah, where are these guys going anyways? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be at Versa all day today watching these games because I'm not leaving until about 7 o'clock once, uh, once these games kick off in about three minutes. Uh, one more game that I had my eye on early. Not a best bet, but I'll throw it out there. I really love the job Luke Fickle has done with Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. And all. And yeah, I talked about Luke no. Fickle. Yeah, so much much about that. Quick, quick update, though, guys. Uh, Michigan, uh, Maryland now kicks off at 1 o'clock. Okay. Okay. All right. But Tulane now on the road catching 7 to Cincinnati. Cincinnati has an opportunity today to become bowl eligible at home. I think they get it. They're laying seven points. I love what he's done there. You know what? We talked in the offseason about Hayden Moore winds yeah. up being Desmond Ritter. I mean, I Desmond Ritter has been a force on offense, Luke Fickle in the defense. And, and that kind of goes back to my patience conversation early in the show. We talk about coaches in their first year struggling. Take some time before That was a you perfect can... fit for him. It was a perfect fit, but even even so, that was a team that was horrible last year. Cincinnati was After terrible. Tuberville. Now that he's had an opportunity, again, the old saying, a few more of his players, his philosophy, his staff getting to know the players and the players getting to know the staff, it takes time. And now look at, look at Luke Fickle. He has a season like this, maybe one more at Cincinnati, and all of a sudden he could be back in the Power Five. Yeah, and that's the question. Where does he go? Does he go to a, t- a team like Illinois if they fire Lovey Smith? I mean, Here's a coaching question I want to throw out, Gabe. I'd like your take on it. I, I think Bobby Petrino, after losing 66-31 to 31 to mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, he's out. I don't think he, he lasts. Here's the question that Louisville right very now. Very good point. Jeff Especially Brom. with the Papa John stuff. Can it you seems get, like they nearly just clean house. Can you all. get Jeff Brom, not that, not that you have to prime out of Purdue. But would but, he want it? Would he want no, to go? Why not? That's of course a, he would. It, that's not, it's a step it's his down. Alma mater. No. That, it, no. You see, that's the only it's thing. Not, I, no, this, he goes back to his alma mater. It's like Scott Big Ten versus, I know, it's ACCville. To me, this comes down with money. I mean, do they They're put enough pay, money? Yeah, that, they'll pay for Jeff Brown. Louisville has Louisville, enough. Come on, Joe. Is Louisville a dream job? No, that's the For him, thing. it is. It's his alma mater. It Listen, is. Nebraska's not a dream job unless you're Scott Frost. Yeah, but can you? But yeah. situation. Have the type of yeah. pedigree. I mean, uh, Petrino had success there when he had LaFleur's. He had Eric Shelton, Lionel Geeks. I don't understand, though, Joe. They're a pretty deep team without Lamar Jackson, can aren't they? Can you recruit a, with the likes of Florida State with Clemson at Louisville will be the main question. That, I mean, if he takes that job, can he recruit with the Guys, big boys? I'm serious, too. They're going to throw $5 million at him. He would throw $5 million at him, so we'll the see. The Papa John stuff matters. Yeah, we'll Papa see. Papa John was a big booster. Like, we'll there's talk- a lot of money. Like, there's a lot of just, you know, you have Patino and Maybe Hookers it'll be Little Caesars. We'll talk about, that. Little we'll Caesar talk about that on the back end, guys. When we come back, we'll break down the other games at 3.30 and 8 o'clock tonight. 